Hello and welcome to Contemplative Episcopalian, a podcast of St. Paul's Episcopal Church. We are a Christian faith community located in downtown Beloit, Wisconsin. I'm Father T.J. Humphrey, and for this episode, uh, we are sharing with you a homily that I delivered on June 21st, 2020, Father's Day. It's not necessarily a Father's Day sermon. Actually, it's not a Father's Day sermon at all. <laughs> um, but it's preached on the gospel reading for um, the the lectionary reading for the day, um, for the daily office. I don't know what I would title uh, this sermon. Maybe something along the lines of not peace, but a sword. Or maybe more specifically, not peace, but a mystical sword. Uh, tune in and keep listening and you'll see why I titled it this way. Thank you. God bless. reading from the Gospel of Luke. I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I've come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, In one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, A shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be a scorching heat today, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Here ends the reading. St. Silouan the Athenite once said, that there's a difference between knowing God and knowing things about God. The problem with much of modern Christianity is that it has deluded itself into thinking that it can actually know things about God without ever really knowing God, without ever really having a transformative vision of God, without ever having a life-changing experience of the divine presence. The problem with much of modern Christianity is that it believes that it can simply strive to know stuff about God and then go on to do some moral do-gooder type of things and then call it a day. The problem with Christianity these days is that it has duped itself into believing that it can simply believe in Jesus without ever decisively following him into the purifying path that is the burning heart of the Heavenly Father. But my friends, this is utter foolishness, because God is not an idea. God is not our idea of God. And God is a living, acting being, not just the, an idea to be believed in. And the human mind is a receptacle far too small for the fullness of God's presence anyways. Every thought that we have about God is really in reality a heresy, not because it's necessarily wrong or bad, but because it will always, always be infinitely incomplete. 
There are no words that we can use that can fully encompass the wholeness of God. No concept can ever come close to wrapping itself entirely around God's fullness in a way that it will adequately capture who God is and what God's movement in the universe is all about. But, even so, the mystic who has been enraptured by God's presence and who stammers for words will always be more right, quote, unquote, more right than the spiritually dead theologian or church person who confines God to the parameters of their sophisticated intellectual systems and moral platitudes. Whenever Christianity is deduced to an ethical system or a worldview or a dogma or an ideal, it becomes something other than Christianity. It no longer has anything to do with Jesus because Jesus never reduces his movement to ethics or to worldviews or to dogmas or to ideals. Nothing less than the total transformation of the human person will do for him. Nothing less than the outpouring of heaven upon earth will do for Jesus. Jesus did not step foot inside this world to simply make people better, more moral, he came into this world to completely overhaul it. He stepped into this world to make us him. To look upon us as his own body. And he stepped into this world to wrap the entire world up in his loving presence. The kingdom has not come and will not come until people can look in the mirror and look into the faces of strangers and see Jesus staring back at them. Nothing less, nothing less than the complete harmony of all that is spiritual and all that is physical will do. And this, this is the meaning behind Jesus' seemingly violent words this morning. In the passage, Jesus says that he has not come to bring peace, but a sword. That his movement will be so offensively revolutionary that even close-knit households will become divided. Father against son, mother against daughter, and so on. Jesus says that he's come to bring a fire to the earth and that he's desperate for the day when that fire is fully and finally kindled. The language that Jesus is using here is not meant to be taken literally, and not in the slightest. He's using temple imagery, temple language. That becomes clear enough when we look at what he says next. He accuses the crowd of not knowing how to interpret the movement they are all sharing with him in that moment. When you see a storm cloud coming, he says, you know that rain is on its way. And when you feel the south wind blowing, you know that a heat wave is coming. Yet you don't know how to make sense of what is happening before your very eyes. When prophets like Daniel and Enoch were granted a vision of the heavenly throne, they saw a river pouring forth from the throne. And in these visions, the river coming from the throne was made of both water and fire. It means that it could simultaneously satiate those who were parched and thirsty, but that it could also bring purification 
to those who needed it. With this imagery that's being used, those listening to Jesus that day would have undoubtedly understood what he was making reference to. He's talking about the throne of God. He is saying that he is the new high priest who has ascended to the throne and that his very presence is getting ready to be unleashed upon the world. Living waters will come pouring forth from his throne to all who are thirsty, and his presence will descend upon people in the form of tongues of fire, the Holy Spirit, and it would grant them wisdom, and it will purify their souls. In other words, his presence will become a satiating, purifying, and liberating presence for those who allow themselves to be caught up in a heavenly vision of him. He will be heaven come down to all those who yearn to see and to experience him. Now that's the good news, but there is bad news. Not everyone who is religious will be open to this movement of Jesus's spirit, the spirit of love. Not everyone who will want to do religion in a mystical, experiential, spiritual sort of way. Many will simply remain content with containing their religiosity to their idealisms or their moral platitudes or their worldviews or their ideologies. And thus, the clash that Jesus says he's going to bring about. He's going to wake up. He's going to rouse those who are more mystically and spiritually inclined, those who don't want to merely contain God to their thoughts or their moral principles, but who want God's presence to pervade every nook and cranny of their entire existence. They are the ones who won't just pray for God's kingdom to come, but they are the ones who will seek with all of their might to embody God's kingdom come. They are the ones who aren't just recipients of the river of life flowing from the throne. They are the ones who become conduits of it to others. And others will experience them as a purifying, satiating presence as well. Because others will experience them as Christ. But there will be a clash, because the true religion of mysticism will unmask the false religion of fundamentalism. My friends, there's a lot of talk about social justice these days. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. In the past few years, the rights of LGBT plus people have been both threatened and suppressed. And so much worse. Hispanic families have been divided, and children, children in our country have been locked in cages. And right now, during this pandemic, the elderly are treated as expendable by the powers that be. They are expected to sacrifice themselves as martyrs to the economic cause in the midst of this epidemic. And as we all know, people of color still have no justice in our land. They are still treated as if they are somehow less human than white people, still oppressed by the system that unquestionably supports and benefits those of us who are white. So yes, it is right and necessary to talk about social justice. Yet, 
we would be offering the world far too little if all we sought to do was combat ideology with ideology. If we unwittingly fought conservative fundamentalism with a liberal sort of fundamentalism of our own. We would be offering the world far too little if all we offered it were our Christian ideas of social justice. We would be offering the world far too little if all we offered, if we offered anything less to it than the transfiguring and empowering presence of Jesus. We would be offering the world far too little if all we offered up was our ideas of God's kingdom come. What the world needs most from us is to experience God's kingdom come through us, where we don't just proclaim good news, but we embody it and invite others to do the same. As St. Paul has said, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What the world needs is not just better implemented ideas of social and political justice programs. What it needs is a direct experience of the divine presence. My friends, that is our vocation. That is our calling. As Teresa of Avila has said, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. How are we going to be Jesus to the world around us this week? How does the world around us need us to be Jesus to it this week? <laughs>